The Passion of Our Lord Jesus Christ According to Mark The Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread were to take place in two days' time. So the chief priests and the scribes were seeking a way to arrest him by treachery and put him to death. They said, Not during the festival, for fear that there may be a riot among the people. When he was in Bethany reclining at a table in the house of Simon the leper, a woman came with an alabaster jar of perfumed oil, costly, genuine spikenard. She broke the alabaster jar and poured it on his head. There were some who were indignant. Why has there been this waste of perfumed oil? It could have been sold for more than 300 days' wages and the money given to the poor. They were infuriated with her, and Jesus said, Let her alone. Why do you make trouble for her? She has done a good thing for me. The poor you will always have with you, and whenever you wish, you can do good to them. But you will not always have me. She has done what she could do. She has anticipated anointing my body for burial. Amen, I say to you, wherever the gospel is proclaimed to the whole world, what she has done will be told in memory of her. Then Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, went off to the chief priest to hand him over to them. When they heard him, they were pleased and promised to pay him money. Then he looked for an opportunity to hand him over. On the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, when when they sacrificed the Passover lamb, his disciples said to him, Where do you want us to go and prepare for you to eat the Passover? He sent two of his disciples, and he said to them, Go into the city, and a man will meet you. Carry a jar of water. Follow him. Wherever he enters, say to the master of the house, the teacher says, Where is my guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? Then he will show you a large upper room furnished and ready. Make the preparations for us there. The disciples then went off, entered the city, and found it just as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover. When it was evening, he came with the twelve, and as they reclined at the table and were eating, Jesus said, Amen, I say to you, one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. They began to be distressed and said to him one by one, Surely it is not I. He said to them, One of the twelve, the one who dips with me into the dish, for the Son of Man indeed goes as it is written of him, but woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed, It would be better for that man if he had never been born. While they were eating, he took bread, said the blessing, broke it, and gave it to them, and said, Take it, this is my body. Then he took a cup, gave thanks, and gave it to them, and they all drank from it. And he said to them, This is my blood of the covenant, which will be shed for many. Amen, I say to you, I shall not drink again of the fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. Then, after singing to him, they went out to the Mount of Olives, and Jesus said to them, All of you will have your faith shaken, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep sheep will be dispersed. 
but after I have been raised up, I shall go before you to Galilee. Then Peter said to him, Even though all should have their faith shaken, mine will not be. And then Jesus said back to him, Amen, I say to you, this very night before the cock crows twice, you will deny me three times. But he vehemently replied, Even though I should have to die with you, I will not deny you. And they all spoke similarly. Then they came to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. He took with him Peter, James, and John, and began to be troubled and distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is sorrowful even to death. Remain here and keep watch. He advanced a little and fell to the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass him by. He said, Abba, Father, all things are possible to you. Take this cup away from me, but not what I will, but what you will. When he returned, he found them asleep, and he said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Could you not keep watch for one hour? Watch and pray that you may not undergo the test. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Withdrawing again, he prayed, saying the same thing. And then he returned once more and found them asleep, for they could not keep their eyes open, and he did not know, they did not know what to answer him. He returned a third time and said to them, Are you still sleeping and taking your rest? It is enough. The hour has come. Behold, the Son of Man is to be handed over to sinners. Get up, let us go. See, my betrayer is at hand. Then, while he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived, accompanied by a crowd with swords and clubs, who had come from the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders. His betrayer had arranged a signal with them, saying, The man I shall kiss is the one. Arrest him and lead him away securely. He came and immediately went over to him and said, Rabbi. Rabbi. And he kissed him. At this they laid hands on him and arrested him. One of the bystanders drew his sword, struck the high priest's servant, and cut off his ear. And Jesus said to them in reply, Have you come out against a robber with swords and clubs to seize me? Day after day I was with you teaching in the temple area, yet you did not arrest me, but that the scriptures may be fulfilled. And they all left him and fled. Now a young man followed him wearing nothing but a linen cloth about his body. They seized him, but he left the cloth behind and ran off naked. They led Jesus away to the high priest, and all the chief priests and elders and scribes all came together. Peter followed him at a distance into the high priest's courtyard and was seated with the guards, warming himself by the fire. The chief priests and the entire Sanhedrin kept trying to obtain, obtain testimony against Jesus in order to put him to death, but they found none. Many gave false witness against him, but their testimony also did not agree. Some took the stand and testified falsely against him, saying, Even so, their testimony did not agree. 
the high priest rose before the assembly and questioned Jesus, saying, Have you no answer? What are these men testifying against you? But he was silent and answered nothing. Again the high priest asked him and said to him, Are you the Christ, the Son of the Blessed One? Then Jesus answered, I am, and you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of the power and coming with the clouds of heaven. At that, the high priest tore his garments and said, What further need have we of witnesses? You have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? They all condemned him as deserving to die. Some began to spit on him. They blindfolded him and struck him and said to him, And the guards greeted him with blows. While Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the high priest's maids came along. Seeing Peter warming himself, she looked intently at him and said, But he denied it, saying, I neither know nor understand what you are talking about. So he went out into the outer court, and then the cock crowed. The maid saw him and began again to say to the bystanders, Once again, he denied it. A little later, the bystanders bystanders said to Peter once more, He began to curse and swear. I do not know this man about whom you are talking. And immediately, a cock crowed a second time. Then Peter remembered the words that Jesus had said to him, Before the cock crows twice, you will deny me three times. He broke down and wept. As soon as morning came, the chief priest with the elders and scribes, that is, the whole Sanhedrin, held a council. They bound Jesus, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate. Pilate questioned him, Are you the king of the Jews? He said to him in reply, You say so. The chief priests accused him of many things. Again, Pilate questioned him. Have you no answer? See how many things they accuse you of. Jesus gave no further answer so that Pilate was amazed. Now on the occasion of the feast, he used to release to them one prisoner whom they requested. A man called Barabbas was then in prison along with the rebels who had committed murder in a rebellion. The crowd came forward and began to ask him to do it for them as he was accustomed. Pilate answered, Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? For he knew that it was out of envy that the chief priests had handed him over. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd to have him release Barabbas for them instead. Pilate again said to them in reply, Then what do you want me to do with the man you call the king of the Jews? They shouted again, And Pilate said to them, Why? What evil has he done? They only shouted louder. So Pilate, wishing to satisfy the crowd, released Barabbas to them. And after he had Jesus scourged, handed him over to be crucified. The soldiers led him away inside the palace, that is the praetorium, and assembled the whole cohort. They clothed him in purple and weaving a crown of thorns, placed it on his head. They began to salute him with, And they kept striking his head with a reed and spitting upon him. They knelt before him in homage 
And when they had mocked him, they stripped him of his purple cloak, dressed him in his own clothes, and led him out to crucify him. They pressed into service a passerby, Simon, a Cyrenian, who was coming in from the country, the father of Alexander and Rufus, to carry his cross. They brought him to the place of Golgotha, which is translated place of the skull. They gave him wine, drugged with myrrh, but he did not take it. Then they crucified him and divided his garments by casting lots for them to see what each should take. It was about nine o'clock in the morning when they crucified him. The inscription of the charge against him read, The King of the Jews. With him they crucified two revolutionaries, one on the right and one on his left. Those passing by reviled him, shaking their heads, saying, Aha! Likewise, the chief priest with the scribes mocked him among themselves and said, Those who were crucified with him also kept abusing him. At noon, darkness came over the whole land until three o'clock in the afternoon. And at three o'clock, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sakatami, which is translated, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of the bystanders who heard this said, One of them ran, soaked a sponge with wine, and put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink, saying, Wait. Let us see if Elijah comes to take him down. Jesus gave a loud cry and breathed his last. The veil of the sanctuary was torn in two from top to bottom. When the centurion who stood facing him saw how he breathed his last, he said, Truly, this man was the Son of God. There were also women looking on from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of the younger James and of Joseph and of Salome. These women had followed him when he was in Galilee and ministered to him. There were also many other women who had come up with him from Jerusalem. When it was already evening, since it was the day of preparation, the day before the Sabbath, Joseph of Arimathea, a distinguished member of the council, who was himself awaiting the kingdom of God, came and courageously went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Pilate was amazed that he was already dead. He summoned the centurion and asked him if Jesus had already died. And when he learned of it from the centurion, he gave the body to Joseph. Having bought a linen cloth, he took him down, wrapped him in the linen cloth, and laid him in a tomb that had been hewn out of the rock. Then he rolled a stone against the entrance of the tomb. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, watched where he was laid. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So much drama in this week. As we just heard and participated in the Passion. Have you ever thought about how each Gospel writer dedicates a disproportionate amount of ink to this short week of Jesus' life. 
I mean, John's Gospel alone, it's chapter 13 to 19. All on this episode, something tremendously important is going on here. And today, we praise the King. It is right and just that we do so. And it was kind of a spectacular scene. Too bad we couldn't sing all together, but I looked back and, well, the sun came out just a little bit. And then this long procession of people holding palm branches to manifest our love for the King. The King who has come. The King who has finally come into Israel and to Jerusalem, the holy city. Today is the day of manifestation of who He is. The King. And we know, looking forward to Good Friday, that that will be His throne. All part of the Paschal Mystery to end in the resurrection and then finally the ascension. But this is the week of promise. The week of the King. There are many pilgrims. If we imagine, okay, we have a small portion of people, but if you were imagining Jerusalem at the time, it was packed with people. No social distancing at all there. It was just packed with people. It was a high feast that year, so even more than normal. There were so many people in Jerusalem at that time. There was no room. If you've ever been in a very, very crowded place, I'm thinking of St. Peter's Square, for example, when I was there when Pope Benedict was elected. I happened to be there. It's just just so many people. Like, there's no room to move. And if you do move, watch out, because you'll just start getting pushed. That's how many people are there. There's this excitement in the air, palm branches, The Messiah is coming. The excitement in the people's hearts. They've already heard about him. Maybe they've heard him preach. Some of them had been healed by him. Here he comes. Now, they may have had ideas of what that meant. But the essence is they're realizing the Messiah, the long-awaited Messiah is here today, coming into Jerusalem. And this is the first day of this week. And we know it's to come. They didn't know it was to come, right? But it's to participate in that joy, the joy of knowing the Messiah, the Christ, the Anointed One, is here at last. I just want to leave us with maybe two ideas. Well, first is to look kind of at the different people that were there. You know, in that crowd, there was a mix of people. They were curious people. They were skeptical people. There were devout people. There were people that were healed. And I think if we look within each one of us, we might notice maybe we're leaning to one of those elements, but we'll notice in our hearts probably a mix of those elements. So an invitation would be this week to kind of go back and slowly read the Passion. Maybe it's a section each day. And going through there, maybe identifying with one, sitting with one character that, say, yeah, that right there, I'm... I'm kind of in that place. So that would be one approach to not just live this day of Palm Sunday when we're rejoicing at the coming of the Messiah, but to then take Him and follow Him during the week, but particularly from your place, your place towards the Lord, and let Him bring you along. So that's one idea that we could take through this week. A second is, to look at Christ Himself, to try to identify with Him, to try to really empathize with what He is going through, what's going on in His heart, what excitement is there for you, towards you, 
towards all those people there, the skeptics, the Pharisees, toward Judas, towards Peter, towards his mother. To ask the Holy Spirit that gift, Lord, just for a moment, help me to penetrate the heart of Christ. Help me to see the world through His eyes in this particular week. The highest pinnacle of His life, which is really the highest pinnacle of our lives. So I would invite us to those two ideas this week. To identify with a character, and maybe several characters in the Passion. To kind of sit there and have that be inform your prayer with the Lord. And then begging the Holy Spirit to have that glimpse into the heart of Christ, to see how He sees the Father, how He sees you, how He sees all of humanity, bringing all of us to the cross, and then finally, as we'll celebrate, to the resurrection. As we continue Mass today, let us make an offering of our hearts, but an offering most of all on this day of praise and thanksgiving and honor to our Lord, the Messiah, the King who has come. Heavenly Father, with great confidence, we place our petitions before you on this day. That the suffering and death of Jesus Christ will strengthen the church in holiness and give her a new growth, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those who are to be baptized and received into the church at the Easter Vigil, that these final days of preparation will be a time of transforming grace, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That civil authorities will use their power to protect the poor, oppose injustice, preserve religious freedom, and promote lasting peace, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That Christians everywhere will live this Holy Week with special reverence, self-giving, and devotion, we pray to the Lord. That God will shelter all persecuted Christians and make all their witnesses effective for the redemption of all, we pray to the Lord. The Lord will send his healing hand upon all those who are suffering from COVID-19, sickness of any sort, war, and malfunction, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the grace to offer our own sufferings in union with Christ, trusting that he will use them to sanctify us and others, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We now present these, our petitions, to the Heavenly Mother. 